Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Pressure, pushing down on me, pressing down on you, no man is for. Under pressure, that burns a building down, splits a family in two, puts people on streets. This world is about what is some good friends scream. Love me up, make moral, get me higher. Pressure on people, people on streets. Step. Da 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 da. Okay. All right, we're back. Uh, yeah. I wanted to check in on you because uh, I know the Jordan documentary uh, ended. I wanted to make sure you were okay. I make sure I'm on suicide watch. I don't know what to do. It was so good, dude. Today, like, there's all this shit coming out about it. Like, Pippin's pissed. Oh, really? The how he was portrayed, and Horace Grant is all like telling Jordan to go fuck himself. Oh, I didn't see any of this. Where are you, where are you finding this information? I don't... Online, I don't know. I'll send it to you. But yeah, Pippin uh, is not happy that... Of the way he was portrayed, I guess, of him, like, quitting and stuff. And, like, I don't know. Well, he probably shouldn't have quit. <laughs> True. True. He probably shouldn't have done the post... When they gave him a chance to talk about it in the interview, and he specifically discusses it, um, maybe he should have taken it up then. Um, that's typical Pippin, right? Like it, it kind of falls in line with like what we were talking about about him. Like he was really good, and um, he was like, you know, he was really good. And then he just every once in a while had like a brain fart where he handled something the wrong way. And those are the things we remember him by more. And. <laughs> If what you're saying is true, because I'm looking through the internet, I don't see anything about it. Um, but, like, if, if what you're saying is true, it's typical of him the whole time being like, yeah, this is great, this is great. And then after it's over, being like, I don't like the way I was portrayed. Yeah. Um, do you have any final comments? Um, I, I have a bunch of final comments, sure. Um, my Scotty Pippen, there you go, is unhappy. He's disappointed in it. Oh. Um, yeah, I got lots of final comments. I think, I, I think that, first of all, I think what they had to do and what they did to make this film and to get it out the way they did was really tricky. I think that all the filmmakers, all the people who did it, and all the editors, really deserve, like, a real round of like applause for what they put together because apparently they were like editing it up to last week yeah because to get it out and you gotta figure how many moving variables you've got you've got you know it, it's a, this is this is footage that's been very protected for a long time that um you know you had to you had to deal with the subject being the producer and his people being the producer and you you had, you know, you wanted to show that 
you wanted to do right by him, but at the same time, show the real story. And I think that they really balanced it as, as well as they could. And I'm, I'm just very impressed by it. And I'm mostly impressed with him. Because as we all know, Jordan isn't exactly the most uh, lovable guy. I watched um, his Hall of Fame speech yesterday. Oh. It's not good, you know, if you, if you remember it. Um, it's, he's not as bitter as I remember him being in it, but it's still not good. I kind of wish they had a little bit more of a ending to the fact that uh, when everyone decided that they were not going to, like, come back. You know, you, we sat through this whole thing of, like, this final season. And uh, when you finally got, I mean, they, they did talking heads on it. Uh, about right. why they didn't come back, but I would have liked to have seen the actual like Sports Center footage of oh. you know that well, saying that if this is over, uh, rather than have like the very end of the mo- the movie, basically say Jordan retired, Pippen got traded, Kurt got traded, blah blah, blah and like going down the list, um, but. Overall, I thought it was uh, obviously uh, perfect timing to do this. No sports. Uh, it added to our Sunday nights. And now we got to find another 10-hour documentary. So, so do you, you know, part of the reason why I think they did get into that is because for storytelling purposes, the following year was the lockout. And so the lockout helped dictate a lot of what happened. Um, so a, a lot of what, you know, I was, I was listening to Simmons talk about this because a lot of what happened was, um, <clears throat> people didn't really know that this is, you know, they just, people knew that, you know, he said that's Phil Jackson's last year. Jordan said he's going to tie up to Phil Jackson and all that, but there's still like a chance for some stuff. And when the lockout happened, it just kind of like became a story and it kind of, made all of this okay and everybody moved on like a lot quicker than they would right now where you're like hold up what like yeah you know so that that narrative doesn't that or that that storyline doesn't beef up the narrative that just takes away from it i imagine if you're a filmmaker or storyteller so that's probably why they didn't get as much into it hmm. that, that, that's what um my guess, and that's kind of what Simmons was talking. I mean, he didn't have the same problem with it, but he was—he talked a lot about that being the thing. Um, but uh, dude, there's a fly in this house that I cannot get, and it's been flying around all day, uh, and it just flew by my face, and I get so angry. I'm like very angry that this fucking fly is still alive, and I cannot kill it. But anyway, sorry. Okay. Um, I see this now. New York Post. Horace Grant. Jordan is a snitch. Who lied in Last Dance. Yeah. What, uh... you have any notes? Um, what notes do I have? Yes, my first note. Do you know what today is the 10-year... or the one-year anniversary of? One-year anniversary... 
Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking of making this a subject, but... No, what is the one-year anniversary? It is the one-year anniversary of the Game of Thrones finale. Oh, okay. So one year later, where do you stand with it? Um... It was a good show, but I probably won't rewatch it. But did you say how you feel about the finale? Um, not great. But uh, I liked all the action and the and the fighting and everything. That's all I got to say, really. I, I'm kind of over uh, my my yeah. mindset. Is well, not... What do you think? What do you think is? Um, who do you think's having like a better? Who's in better shape right now? Westeros under Bran or the United States under Trump? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> who are people? I'm, I'm going to go Brant. I'm going to go Brant. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I mean, can you imagine if that guy was president? Bran? Bran at least listens to people. Does he? He would if he was the leader. I don't know. I don't think Bran ever listened to anybody. It's the three-eyed raven, like the three-eyed raven guy. Like, oh, great! Bran's going to give a speech. He's like, oh, <laughs> he already knows what's going to happen. That's right. Great. Is Bran so, t- taking hydroxychloroquine? Dude, he could have prevented um, this whole freaking uh, quarantine. We would have known about it. <laughs> uh, what other notes do I have? Um, um, that's, um, one year later. Um, oh, so I was reading this article today in Rolling Stone about like the best debut songs by every band, by, by a band ever, like the top 100 best debut songs. <laughs> and one of the songs in the top 100 like coming at like number 60 was like more than a feeling by Boston. And they pointed out, and I didn't realize this, the riff to that song is the same as smells like teen spirit. It's like the same as, uh, yeah. And you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that before. Yeah. Now it's been in my head all day. Another note. All right. Um, music wise, what else do I have? Um, music wise, I had some stuff. Um, well, it's good that we have some music because we're talking about music today. Yes, that's true. Um, I um, watched the so on Thursday night last Thursday they decided to air the 1985 Full Prince concert from Syracuse. Oh, I heard, yeah, I heard about that. I haven't seen it, though. It's really good. Um, like, the first four songs are like, Let's Go Crazy, Delirious, 1999, and Little Red Corvette. It's a pretty good opening. You're pretty happy. You pretty much feel like in the first act, you got your money's worth. Right. And he's already, he does, like, a, like a like basically a wardrobe change every second song, so... We're going to check it out. Is that on YouTube? Um, yeah, I don't know if it's still up or not. 
it's um why wouldn't they keep uh, it up because it was supposed to it was a limited time thing for like charity oh um and so that would that happened um what else there's a the, um whether or not you find Bono to be the most vapid of rock stars or not he did a thing where he he turned 60 this week and he wrote he listed 60 songs that saved his life and sent letters to each of the musicians and, and published them and I gotta tell you it was fucking really good it was like there's 60 songs that saved my life now there's some songs in there you're like really? Uh, that song saved your life, like. But um, some of them are just the way he said. He's just so poetic, you know, when he writes. Um, and like, I don't know. There's there's one he wrote to like REM, and he was just said something about how he said Michael Stipe, you're like few people can like take us into their I know you won't get this because you don't dream but can describe their dreams as perfectly to us so we can understand them in song and just like really cool things like that yeah I'm looking at it right now nice I'm gonna check this out um the one he wrote to like in excess for it or um Michael Hutchinson's daughter was just like your dad made everybody like made sure everybody was like the happiest they've ever been whenever they were around him just stuff like that and how Billy Eilish Billy Eilish is on here yeah so he uh changed his life it saved his life like from a year ago or yeah. whatever it was that's what I'm saying it's, it's you know he's got like the Fuji's on there I don't think the Fuji's saved his life but uh it's still a nice it, all the letters are really good and and most of them are personal because he knows a lot of the artists. And there's a few you're just like, huh? All right. Um. All right. But yeah, Patty Smith. And the last thing in music I have to say is, so all we've been covering all this stuff that's been happening. I gotta tell you, my favorite, even more than the Post Malone Nirvana concert, uh, my favorite um, thing happened this week. Uh, and I, I'm this is all gonna be really weird. But the, the, I don't know if you saw it, the DJ Cascade. You heard of this guy? Nope. With a K, Cascade. He did a live uh, DJ set um, at, over the Grand Canyon. And I got to tell you, it was badass as hell. It was awesome. Whether you like that kind where of do DJ you get, music Where do you or get not, these updates? I was I, I don't know I think it was on Twitter yeah. and I I watched I've actually watched it I watched it when it, like I caught like the tail end of it and I like, rewatched it because he did it at like dusk so the, most of it's in the daylight and then it is it just night. house music it's like DJ music it's like but it's it's kind of chill um what would be his, like Cascade I guess his big song is uh I think it's dis- disarm the girl singing. Daft um, Punk, get lucky, thing. saved his life. Who? Daft Punk, get lucky, saved his life. Yeah, it saved his life. Listen, I just know. go over it on your own. I'm gonna. Maybe no, I know. 
Sorry, I got sucked in now. I'm um, interested. I'm going to read it. But, but, uh, but yeah, so he's standing on this bridge. This, there's, I guess there's a, a view, viewing bridge. Yeah, over there's the Grand Canyon. it like, it like uh, hangs over the edge. Yeah, so yeah. he's playing out on that. And I guess, obviously, they have a couple drones and cameras shooting him. And it's just, it's just amazing because it's so empty. And it's like, I don't know, I just loved it. And I, like, I've listened to it a couple of times. I was never a fan of that guy, and now I, like, love it. All right, I'm writing that down. We're checking that, you can, that you can find, too. It's like, I don't know, maybe I was making too big a deal about it, but to me, it was, like, my favorite um, my favorite music moment so far of this. Hmm. All right. Um, so those are my music notes. My personal notes, I just keep losing money. Uh, now USC, uh, German soccer, and now golf. Well, we have, like, another golf event this weekend. With all the celebrities. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's like uh, a bunch of pairings of celebrities and golfers. I'm sure I'll lose money on that, too. Um, I was betting things like, can all four guys get on get on the green on the 17th hole uh, with one shot, which is just an idiotic, like, what am I doing? Um... I'm guessing that was a part of three. Yeah. If you, um, if you bet that on a part four, you would, should not bet everything. Well, your odds would be a little bit better than what they were. Yeah. It's basically, it basically plus 230 or something. I was just like, that looks like fun. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the UFC, I, I, every night, every weekend now, I'm watching the UFC, and I'm, I'm going like four, you know, like, four for five but I'm just betting it wrong so I'm just getting I'm like winning a lot but I'm not winning any I'm losing money I gotta, I gotta rethink how I'm doing things yeah um the well, last you, thing I well you have plenty of time to rethink now yeah it's true but the thing is I gotta start learning how to think um the last thing I had for you was did you see that and then we, maybe we, I don't think we talked too much about this outside of Heritage did you see what happened up in uh, your hometown, your home city of Long Island, your home island? Uh, the, you, uh, you were telling me about this, but no, I haven't seen it. So I did some research. These guys called the Sawtucket Patriots. Did you grow up near Sawtucket? Uh, that doesn't, no. doesn't ring a bell. There are these angry people who are out um, yelling at news reporter, well, a, a specific news reporter, was a local news guy from the local, what's the local Long Island channel? Because I was listening to somebody say they grew up in Long oh, Island. Oh, yeah. Dude, Sawtucket is basically uh, exactly where I was at, like where I lived. Okay, well, great. So all these people, the Sawtucket Patriots were all out, and they like were attacking this news reporter, and he was really going out to cover, and everyone's like, you're fake news, you're the, you know. And he's like, look, could you please keep a distance from me? You're, um, you're not wearing a mask, and I kind of feel, you know. And they're like, they're like, no, you're fake news. And he's like, I'm here to cover you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. This isn't fake. This is, I'm shooting you. You're, you're doing, you know. And they're like, you know, you don't tell the real story. And then you start realizing people are just nuts. 
Now let me down a whole row of uh, the new trending topic is Karens. Have you heard of this phrase, Karens? Yeah, I've heard about this. A lot of Karens aren't happy with it. Yeah. A lot of people named but Karen are on social oh, media yeah. not happy. Um, for those of you that don't know, Karens are um, white women, usually. Uh, I think the, the generalizations are white women in their uh, 40s, 50s, and 60s who have grown up a little entitled and um, throw major fits when things don't go their way in public places. Kind of, right? Yeah. Safe to say? Yeah. So the pandemic has been a wide open, um, you know, a lot of cases. There's a lot of videos. <laughs> and they, they, they tend to act very irrationally and very entitled and they don't understand. They, they feel their personal freedoms are worth more than everybody else's. It was great. Like today, I listened to Howard. Did you listen to Howard today? Uh, yes. Did you hear the caller who called in and said, come on, Howard. Wearing a mask is like wearing a Star of David back in Germany. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And Howard was like, all right, listen. Uh, I'm going to do my best not to, like, want to kill you. So <laughs> let me explain to you why this is different. And, it's, and he just broke it down so eloquently, right? He was like, "Yeah, you're, he's like, I don't understand why a mask is unpatriotic. You're wearing it to help. You know, you're wearing it to say, I care about the person next to me. Like, what's more of an American ideal than that? You know, I don't know why it's considered unmanly. It's like manly to care about other people. Yeah, say, I don't why really is it care so difficult to wear a mask? I'm here to help. And it's not the most difficult ask in the world. We're allowing, yeah, you, to go, we're allowing you to go out in public. Can you just wear a mask? That's the other thing he was saying, right? He was like, yeah, it's not like this is that hard. I mean, it's just really that hard for you to do. You've had a really great life. This is this hard. All right. Um, I, yeah, that's all I got. That's my notes. What's your notes? I don't really have any, but I did watch the first two episodes of... Uh, no, I can't remember the name of the Mark Ruffalo show. Okay. We plays two people. Yeah. Uh, not a fan when people play two people. Let's just say, first of all, this is not, uh, I know this much is true. It's called, I think it's only four yeah. episodes or something, six episodes, but, uh, let's just say this isn't the time for this to come out. No, it's very, it's very depressing. Um, very sad show. Oh, but that being said, like if this guy doesn't win an acting award for this, uh, oh really? I mean, it's really amazing acting. Um, and the two people—they're not really on screen together that much. So, um, but I didn't have any issue with it. But yeah, I'm not a not a fan with. An actor playing twins, but in a show. I don't even like twins. But anyway, that's another story. Um, but it's a it's a heavy show. Hey, what do you mean you don't like twins? In real life? 
Yeah, I don't... Uh, t- twins kind of freak me out a little bit, that two people look alike. I don't know. It's like a weird... It's a weird thing. You know, um, our last guests were twins. Yeah, I know. But they don't look alike. I'm talking about identical twins. I get it. I know. Pretty. Yeah, it's one of my things. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable that two people look alike. Okay. Anytime our friend's friend's wife was together with her twin, uh, I was just like, I don't know what to do here. Am I supposed to be friends with the twin, too? Who of our friends' wives are twins? Sonny. Oh. Every sister didn't want to be friends with us anyway. I know. It's a good thing. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, that's the only real, I don't really have too many, I don't have a note. Okay, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. I have tickets to a concert. I have tickets to the Strokes. It was supposed to happen <laughs> in April. And it got, got pushed to the end of April, and then it got pushed to the end of May. And I just got the notice like a week ago, or two weeks ago, saying Next that year. the concert has been postponed to March 31st of 2021. Would you just... Would you hold on to those tickets, or would you get your money back? I'd get my money back. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's, you There's know, no point. You might be dead by then. This is true. You might as well have the money. We could pay for some of your funeral expenses. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, that's kind of what I think, too. Well, here's what I did, because I'm a moron. Um, because I just can't do anything easy. Rather than rather than keep the tickets or get my money back, I instead listed them for a higher price on the secondary market, because I'm sure that they're a hot item right now. Yeah, I'm sure you're going sure to get cash for that. And I'm going to wind up screwing this whole thing up because of it. You know it. <laughs> Oh, this is great. My friend has sent me a headline, uh, which is something I've always been dying. This is, this is political, so sorry. But headline, Trump can't name a single thing he's done to help minority communities. But to cover for that, he goes on an epic rant about a bunch of topics completely unrelated to questions. I got to see this. Um, anyway. Um, All right. So, so we're going gonna... to... I mean, outside of, outside of all that stuff we just mentioned... We only really have the one subject today, right? Yeah, we're talking about uh, movie musicals. We're going to brighten it up. We're going to be brightening it up today. No more depressing shit. I'm so curious. What brought this on? What brought this on? I don't know. I'm stuck in quarantine, and all of a sudden I find out that this movie that I... I guess they shot this a long time ago because a couple of my uh, co-workers worked on it, and I didn't think this was ever coming out. And so this company, we're talking about Valley Girl, the uh, new musical that just popped up, remake of the 1980s movie. Um, there's a whole thing now that they decided to release it. Like, you know how uh, these drive-in movies now 
theaters are getting a lot of play. Like people are actually going to drive-in movies now because they can't go to regular theaters. Well, this right. movie was like one of the only ones, new movies that uh, have been released in all the theaters. So um, I thought that was an interesting uh, story and uh, wanted to take a look at it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, and we need something. We need something bubbly and happy. Well, I'm so curious. Like, I, I, I mean, I've never heard of this. I don't know why you know about this, and I don't know why you picked this as an assignment. Because there's there's lots of movies coming out like every day, but that are much more on our radar than this. Um, what was it that? What was it about this? Is it your love for the original? Is it the fact that you knew people that worked on it? I just don't understand. I'd never heard of this. And <laughs> now I'm watching all these people who I don't recognize in a musical um, that I would never in a million years watch if I did know the cast. Listen, I like 80s stuff. I like 80s shows. Uh, and uh, I didn't... I didn't know what this was going to be. So I wanted to... Uh, Check it out. I did watch the so original. I, I wouldn't I, say that the original was hot on my mind when I think of 80s movies. But, uh, you know, it always comes up when you're talking about uh, Nicolas Cage and such, that he was this guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have so an I'm answer. Pretty, I'm pretty stingy about, about renting movies. Like, I hate... And, you know, I, we pay so much for all these services... The fact that none of them has any movies I want to see, it drives me nuts that I have to pay for, like, you know, basically VOD on any platform. Yeah. You know, for you to get me to shell out seven bucks to watch a fucking movie with a bunch of YouTube kids singing ED songs, maybe want to murder you. Okay. But I will tell you this. I, I, I... I didn't hate it, and I had a nice time watching it. It's not good. It's not. That's exactly my <laughs> my overall assessment: is that the script is bad, the directing is bad, but it was it was enjoyable. Like I, I, I enjoyed I was, uh, watching it. I I wasn't unhappy with my hundred seven seven dollars is spent that way. Not gonna lie, um, and I can't believe I'm saying that. I I think. If it was a regular Tuesday, I probably would want to kill you. I probably wouldn't have done this. But because of where we're at, I was like, yeah, that put me in a good mood. I'm all right. All right. Yeah, um, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to put you uh, put you in a good mood. Well, thanks. Uh, I, there's something else that was a huge surprise out of this, but I can't remember what it is. Um, but I, when, when, I guess when, whenever it comes to me, I'll tell you. So let's keep it, are we going to break it down? How do you want to do this? Yeah, we can break it down. So okay. we. My first question is, why am I watching this? <laughs> I think we covered that. We talked about it. Um, um, so we open up with this questionable story point, which you can uh, give me your um, thoughts about. But we have this whole random storyline of... Alicia Silverstone, which, you know, we add, we have to add a stunt casting person to uh, the movie so people will see it. 
Uh, but she's not even credited. She's uncredited. Hmm. I didn't notice. But her daughter is having uh, problems with a boyfriend. And to cheer her up, it was kind of like a princess bride type situation. She's going to tell her a tale of when she was a young, young woman. And her uh, trials and tribulations in high school will be with guys. Um, right. And, and they do a nice job there of, of comparing what it was like to grow up in the early 80s compared to now. There's references to cell phones. I mean, this yeah. is much like they, they like to beat, it, beat you over the head with 80s references. So. There was a lot of that. Like, I'm going to make you some tang. Like... You know, like, yeah. things that we didn't need. Like, you already have the full-on 80s outfits and the workout stuff, which was kind of funny with Judy Greer. Um, and uh, just, like, the tone of the movie and everything. Like, you didn't need the uh, the forced, um, I'm going to make you some tang, you know, like, references. And then the whole cell phone thing, as you said. It's not like I can whip out something from my pocket that will go up to a satellite and then directly call you. I didn't have a dime. She was talking about how she couldn't call her mom uh, from the bar because her plans changed because she didn't have a, a dime uh, to use the cell phone or to use the pay phone. Uh, right. So if you look at the whole movie... You could have taken that Alyssa Silverstone like storyline completely out and nothing would have been changed. That's a good point. That's true. Um, I did. I was curious why, you know, all right, so we get this storyline with Alyssa Silverstone, but yet we don't, why not give them something to say? Like, she's there. I mean, it would probably be a pretty big uh, like selling point for your movie that Alicia Silverstone uh, who was like the uh, 90's um, Aerosmith girl in all these videos and now she's going to sing um, it could add to you know the watchability or the people that want to see this movie marketing I don't know it just seemed like they lost a, I don't know they were they were lost and stuff there. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so then we open up in the mall. We got the mall, the eighties mall stuff. Well, if you go, you know, if, if you go to like IMDb, as I do during these movies, um, you go down the star meter. Alicia Silverstone is the number one name on this list. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. She's, she's followed quickly by Mae Whitman, but she's number one. Mae Whitman's like 30-something we'll years old. We'll get to we'll her. Get, we'll get to Mae Whitman in a minute. Trust me, that's a huge subject to this. Um, so, yes, because uh, I don't want to skip over the mall thing, because this is my biggest point, I think, of the whole movie. Um, they open up in the mall with We Got the Beat. The girls shopping in the mall singing We Got the Beat. Let me say before you move on, really good production design in that mall. And the costumes and everything. It was very bright and colorful, and it was good. But other other than that... Are you being serious? Yeah. All right, I'm going to give you production design. Costumes I'm not giving you. The costumes in this movie look like they're all from Target. 
I don't know. I thought they, they were. Look, I thought they. Oh, well, I thought their costumes were terrible. That's actually I have a note about that. Like when you start getting to like the punks, quote unquote. Oh, I'm not talking. Yeah, all wearing like. Yeah, I'm not talking about. They're wearing. That. Okay, well, I'm just saying they're wearing like, like stuff you would go get at Target right now. I think all the Valley Girl costumes were like all the the bathing suits and the stuff. I don't know. Yes, I, I enjoyed the it. hair, the makeup. It was good. I agree with you there. To them. Um, well, I was just gonna say when they, when they go to the mall and they're singing, we got the beat. Uh, this is exactly how I thought life was in the eighties, and I was living in it. It's not even like a nostalgia thing. It's like to me, that's what people were doing. Not that they were singing it, yeah. but like I was like, this is exactly how I remember like the eighties being. Like that's the exact music, same thing people. that uh, Alicia Silverstone said in the movie. She's like, you guys were singing in the mall? And she's like, that's how I remember it. But, like, it's totally how I remember, yeah. like, being. It's not even, and it's not even, like, I'm thinking about, you know, some life that I wasn't around for. I thought that was all going on around me when I was a kid. And so I think that that's kind of what sucked me in right away. Okay. Um, so then, um, then, we, then we meet the... The other side of the of the uh, we go over the hill Hollywood sign, go over uh, the hill, and that's where we get introduced to their, our hero, who is um, the weak link of the movie. Yeah, not good. Um, and they stole his complete look and everything from Rock of Ages, which we might get to Rock of Ages when we talk about our music list. Um, but they stole the exact same look and and everything from. That that guy that played the main character in Rock of Ages. That's funny because to me, I was like, all this guy is making me do is miss Heath Ledger in Ten Things I Hate About You. He was very Heath Ledgerish. And I was thinking, how much like you know, I, I always enjoyed that movie, but never thought it was good. But after watching this, I'm like, you know, that's a pretty good movie. <laughs> Like, when he gets up and sings, and then later this guy gets up and sings, there's such a, just, just so much more charisma behind, like, a Heath Ledger than this guy. It's insane. Um, but yeah, so there's this guy, and then his roommate, and bandmate, Mae Whitman. And it was funny, because when she popped up, I was like, somehow I knew she'd be in this movie. And then there's about five or six other people that show up, and you're like, you know what? It just does not surprise me in the least bit that that person is in this movie. Like, I, I could have called out, like, three or four names of people that would be in this. Like, Rob Hubel and Judy Greer. Of course you're in this movie. They were pretty you know, good. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. Huh? They were pretty good. Uh, there was a couple story points that they, like, tried to hit you over the head with their family members. But I don't know. But, yeah. Rand, Rand, Randall Park? Of course. Why not? Oh, yeah. Random Randall Park. Like that, they were having a prep people. rally for a guy playing tennis. So that I, that that's, that was really tough to get over. That that was they they had a just to do Mickey. Just that was the only reason for them to have that scene was so they could do oh Mickey you're so fine. Uh, uh, if you if you want to see some really horrible set design though, go back to that pep rally. Uh, there there are some signs up there. <laughs> there are signs that just say like tennis. Yeah, it's bad. Like, it's it's like very low budget. This movie. Yeah, I, I got you. But it's pretty. Um, 
before we get there, though, the thing, the, the second biggest surprise to me, besides me not hating this as much as I thought I was going to, was that the guy, and this may be racist, and I apologize, you never want to start a sentence that way, but this guy who was their friend in the punk. Yeah. I can't believe that wasn't the guy from Spider-Man. From where? From Spider-Man? From Spider-Man. From the Spider-Man movie. Oh. And the guy looks just like, he's a different yeah. guy. And I was like, and I, I've seen this other guy in other things. And I, I there guess are so many, we'll talk about him later because the script for this movie was really bad. Like they were just like, how do we get someone from here to there? And then they like cut to that guy on the beach with a metal detector. And he overhears that the girls are going to some party and the address. (laughs) (laughs) So whoever wrote that script is like, you know what? What if he's just walking by and he hears the girls talking about an address and he remembers it. And then he tells the main guy they can go crash the party. Yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> no, it's not a good idea. Oh, man. But anyway, so May Whitman. I looked this up because I was like, how old are these people supposed to be? These punk rockers, because they're obviously not in high school. They got a band. Um, which we'll get to the band at some point, uh, later on in this. Yeah. Um, so I looked at May women. She's 31 years old. Okay. So we're going to say that they're trying to pretend that these guys are like 25. No. Younger? No. No, younger. They're like 19, 20. They're like 20. Oh. Cause she's a, she's a senior in high school, right? Or yeah. She's a senior in high anything. school. Um, well, is she, yeah, I guess she's a senior because she finds out her friend got into Cornell, um, right before the prom. You should probably know you're going to college before the prom. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and everybody got into where she was going to go. That's the, that's the, another, like, that's the bad script, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. It was all, um, it was all like, we don't care, like, about structure or anything we just need to get a story point out there so let's figure out a way to like get the story point all right let's break down our let's break down our friend group real quick so our main character i guess i can come up with their names because i've got imdb open yeah her our name. main character who's the young alisa silverstone uh she's julie Jessica her friends Rock. are karen who's played by chloe bennett who is I guess Logan Paul's ex-girlfriend. So that's how that she's happened. on the shield or uh, agents the shield. She's like the lead on there. Jessica, oh, is she? Is she? Yeah, Jessica. Ro- Jessica Roth. Yeah, she's very attractive. And Jessica Roth is like uh, she's in that Happy Death Day franchise movie. Yeah. Like Blumhouse. She looks a lot like Blake Lively. She does a lot. You're right. She does. Um. Uh. Then she's got her pal. Uh. Well, I'm not gonna find. They've got the heavy girl, and then they've got their black friend Lauren. Um, and look, like we're gonna get to Lauren. We're gonna get to Lauren later. Okay. Well, uh, it's like you know they're they're trying to keep it, you know, multi, you know, every little storyline for everybody. But 
it, those things too. When, when something's as vapid as a script like this, that winds up doing more damage to the characters than actually good. Yeah, you know, you're like, hey, look, oh, we've got a friend that's heavy, and we've got a friend that's uh, of a different ethnicity. But rather than give them any kind of, like, I mean, I know we're not. This is not meant to be anything deep, but uh, when you just make them play kind of uh, cartoon characters of those people in the middle of situations, it doesn't it does more damage? Yeah, and then you so, don't really develop their relationship enough for us to go. Why did like? The whole time, in the middle, starting in the middle of this movie, when she starts dating the guy, uh, the punk rock kid, um, all of a sudden they hate her. They just hate her. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, outcast. She's out. She didn't do anything to them. She just started hanging out with this boy, and she's not around. And for some reason, Chloe Bennett just, like, hates her. So think of all these notes, because... This is like what we were always trying to kick around with our with our brainwashed by eighties movies thing, because um, that's such a, if you did that in parody, it makes more sense than than it does if you actually do it. Yeah, like not another teen movie does that, right? And it's because it's silly. And then you know, but whatever. I mean, that's just how because in the eighties movies, shit like that would happen. Um, I, I want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want to, um, I'm sure it won't. I'm sure you've got a note about this. I don't want to just go over, uh, after the pep rally, um, Logan Paul grabs his, uh, girlfriend, the main girl. And I was like, Oh, what is this rated? Cause he brings her into the locker room. And if this was an eighties movie, something would have happened, but he brings her in to ask her to prom by having all of his friends. Mooner. Oh yeah. That's right. Prom written on their butt cheeks. I was going to ask you this because this was one of my notes. It's like, if if I asked you to do that, would you do that? Um, no, you would not. That's the answer. <laughs> Dude, his friends like like worshipped this guy. Yeah, like every scene, like all the party scenes, everything. Like these guys would just do anything. This guy said. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't bad, and he's a good. He's a good person to play that character. Yeah, he was. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. I mean, he looks like an '80s douche. I don't know why they gave him that haircut, though. Like they gave him this haircut, he looks like he looked like Bobbler from Coach. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why did you know? Anyway, but um, yeah, um, and that's why they couldn't give him a black friend because they couldn't put uh, a letter on their butt. Um, but, yeah, so she says yes. and uh, That's a funny note. Well, I like that. What's that? What you just said. That they, that's why oh, I wasn't okay. a black friend. <laughs> um, um, but then they come out, and all, they, all the everyone's singing Kids in America, and I'm like, I'm, I'm in. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, so she meets, no, they go to the beach. There's this whole beach scene, and they sing. Girls just want to have fun, and that's where that's where they meet. The uh, our main characters meet for like a second. Our star-crossed lovers. Yeah, our star-crossed lovers meet for a second. Um, don't even get names. They don't even tell each other names. And uh, and that's when we get to the scene where he wants to meet her again. So his buddy finds out. 
through uh, his metal detector um, where they're going to be so he can crash this party, this valley party. Um, now, how familiar are you with Valley Girl? The original. I've seen it a couple of times. I can't. I, no, I, I, I don't even know if I've ever really seen it, to be honest. Um, how close is this to? Um, the basic framework is there, but from what I remember, because I didn't go back, I was thinking about going back and watching it, but I can't find it for free. Um, from what I remember, like, Nicolas Cage, obviously a much better actor than our main guy, like, his character, like, you felt like he wanted, they wanted to be together way more than these two. Like, okay. Like, it was more of a drama, obviously, there was no singing. Uh, there was a lot more drama in it. Um, so anyway. Um, my, you know, my, So they crash this party, right? And then he st- yeah. he steals the girl from the party to go over the hill. This is for her adventure. Now, here's one of my biggest story plots of all time that I hated this whole movie. Was that they go to this party, they steal her, they go to this club, and it turns out that they're headlining this club just randomly. Like, all of a sudden, like, they're on stage. They drove there. They didn't have any instruments in their car. They just drove <laughs> from that. They just drive to the thing. They go inside, and she's all mesmerized by the punk scene. She's never seen anything like it. Um, and all of a sudden, like, he goes up on stage and goes, this, you know, we're here for you. And all of a sudden, like, you're like, what? Um, and all of a sudden, they just, like, have a band now. And she's, like, just blown away by this. All of a sudden, they're headlining a, a night. Uh, well, let's, 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 talk about the punk, let's talk about the punk band also real quick. Um, the punk band really likes pop songs. Well, they say that they're not punk. Because punk is dead, right. that's what they say. Punk is dead in 84, whatever year this is yeah. supposed to be. Uh, which is true in real life. But these guys... They live by a certain code, but their music, they're really big fans of, like, AHA and Modern English. So... I did, like, I did like that they came with, up with AHA, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to put my... You can't see my air quotes, but uh, okay. they rock... They, they rockify <laughs> the songs, give them a edge, and I'm saying that very jokingly. Um, that's what they were trying to do, the, the filmmakers. It's like, oh, well, these guys are like rock stars. We got to like do these 80s like popular songs, but give them like, uh, you know, a rock star edge. And I'm like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, just yeah. not. Yeah. This is just not. Yeah. I no, I mean, look, we're not the audience for this. This is for some kids to get into this stuff. I understand. Uh, but, uh, and my other point I want to say about this is, I I appreciate the filmmaker's choice to put music in just about every single scene. I agree. Like, there's about 15 minutes of this movie 
It's got like an hour and 48 running time. There's maybe, I'm sorry, maybe that's six minutes that, don't have, that doesn't have a popular 80s song. Now, usually I'm against that. Usually I'm like, I get it. Like, remember Captain Marvel? We're like, dude, yeah. we get it. We know what year it is. Stop forcing us into this. Well, hopefully uh, Wonder, thing, Wonder Woman's going to be like that, too, you know? Yeah, I'm not. But did this thing, I was like, all right, keep it going. Keep playing the hits. Um, all right. So, so I mean, I, I really don't have a lot more plot points, so you're going to have to walk us to the plot. I, I, most of my notes I've already said until we get to uh, the prom, so you talk yeah, through I mean, it all. The only other few, uh, the few notes that I had leading up to the prom, uh, which is another story point we'll talk about that was stolen straight from Greece. Um, well, uh, so that was the one note I have is that this is basically Greece, this whole movie. Um, so she, so they, now that they're hanging out and her friends are mad at her, she makes this outfit now that are a mixture. She just, uh, she's a very talented fashion designer, apparently. And, uh, so she makes this outfit that blends both worlds. She's got some black in it. And it's not as pinkish and bubbly as, like, her Valley Girl stuff. So she walks on to the high school campus, and all of her friends, like, look at her like, she's changed. <laughs> Chloe Bennett is just like, oh. Um, but uh, then they do the take on me montage, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, and then we get to the birthday party. So the birthday party with this roller skating rink was the exact same scene as the hand drive. Uh, in, um, oh, yeah. Basically, like, they come together and they start dancing. And then all of a sudden he, like, is not there or something. And so the main character starts dancing with their ex. And, you know, the boyfriend sees and she's all pissed, and which is what Sandy did. Um, watching uh, Danny dance with the the Mexican lady or Spanish lady. Um, yeah, uh, cha-cha. Cha-cha. And it just was the exact same scene. It even, like, when they were, like, kicking people out if they didn't dance right, if they didn't skate yep. right, they were kicked out. You're right. Um, so, I don't know. That was just such a rip-off. Um and I'm hoping that they say, "Yeah, we did. We ripped that off." But I'm sure they won't. Um, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think we're going to hear from any of the filmmakers at any point. So I just, I'll leave that alone. So, my main note after this party is like, why are our friends such assholes to her? And that's like basically the running thing of the whole thing. The whole thing. So, all right. Well, so we'll get to the prom, which is sponsored by K Rock. For no reason. Like, there's no story point that, like, it would have been cool if maybe, like, you know, when they sing Under Pressure and the guy decides he's going to go to the prom to get his girl back, you would think, like, maybe he had the radio on and, like, he was hearing the prom being broadcast and that's what, you know, gives him the, the right. energy to do it or, like, something. There was like no reason for it to be broadcast, other I think than they uh, thought, go ahead, other than what? other than the fact that at the end of it, uh, 
her black friend gets a a job as a choreographer. Right. Because they see um, it there. I think that the setup, I think the reason that they wanted to do it is I think they thought they had more comedy with the duo that were announcing that were doing the play-by-play of the prom. Thomas Lennon, and I don't know who the other girl, who the girl was. I think they thought they were going to get more more out of that, and they didn't get it. Yeah, That's my guess. It just, uh, it was a big, big swing and a miss there. Uh, so, there you go. All of a sudden, like, um, they're at the prom. About that. Uh, see, oh, so then, he, you know, the, our new hero, our hero shows up, and he sings to her. And, um, they turn the music off right in the middle of him singing, like, the bad guys. And, um, she, and, and she starts singing back to him. They really missed an opportunity there. They're singing I Melt With You. Uh, they really missed an opportunity to just do the because that's like what happens in the song and they could have brought it all in. Yeah, they everyone could have started singing. Like, why ruin all of our proms? You know, when I look at this, um, by the way, when I look at the IMDb, uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti is one of the cast members. He plays a guy named Mr. G. Okay. Anyway, it's weird. Um, just wondering what that could be. He's got a high star meter mark. And Mayor Carson, he's the mayor of Los Angeles, for those of you that don't know. But, you know, the other thing, I'm going to go back to these punks. They all look like, even like there's a kid who's in their high school who winds up hitting it off with the, the girl who's going to Dartmouth. Um, he dresses up as Elliot. Great Elliot costume for the costume party. But even he looks like he, he looks like Mike D right now. Yeah, he's, he looked old. I'm just like, why, why would they cast these people to look like this? Um, but yeah. Uh, and yeah, so then she winds up, um, you know, he, she winds up, of course, leaving um, her date, making up with her friends, going, jumping in a limo and going off with the new boyfriend, uh, the prom. He's got a limo and everything uh, already planned. And it's just really curious because it is, he, had, he didn't want to go to the prom with her, but he never says, I don't want to go to the prom with you because I'm 25. Because um, I guess they don't want to introduce that storyline of him being old. But I don't know. A little confusing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not really a lot of answers there. No, it was a, not a good script. But overall, movie. overall, it's very, very entertaining. I don't, I don't think it's very entertaining. It was entertaining enough. It, it is a bad movie. In certain ways, um, yes. Look, just, I, again, I'm surprised that I, that, I, that I didn't, like, vomit. And I'm surprised that, uh, that I was kind of tapping along to the songs as much as I was because every single one of them was a cliche and, you know... And overdone, but at the same time, um, they threw in one or two for us. They threw in like Heaven by Psychedelic Furs. Pretty curious choice. I was impressed. Because um, I thought for sure that they were going to go with like, Pretty in Pink, you know, and she wore pink, you know? Yeah. But, um, 
I still don't know why we watched it. I, I feel like I explained it in the beginning. I'm not getting it still. Uh, but we did. And it's, uh, you know, it was it was not as bad as I thought it would be, but I would never ever. The fact that I'm sitting here saying I watched it out loud um, worries me. Okay. <laughs> so with that, uh, I asked you to come up with your favorite your favorite and worst musicals. Um, so, I'm not a musicals fan. I'm just going to tell you. Okay. So you hate you all are. of them. I like a little music no, with my uh, music-based stuff. I like it. I don't hate all musicals. I don't hate all anything. I hate all the Trumps. <laughs> other than that, I don't think I hate all everything. I, I don't... Um, I don't like love I'm not like a, if a musical comes out it's probably more more likely to make me not want to watch something than to watch it okay now that that goes with movies I enjoy you know one of the best moments I've ever had came on your recommendation moments the best things I've ever seen ever performance wise is in the heights still probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life um that you recommended. Well, we're talking, um, yeah, we're talking music musicals. Or music, I understand. I'm just musicals. saying. So I don't. Want to, I don't. Want to, I'm just don't want to generalize all musicals right. because I find when you watch it in person, like when you go see Hamilton, it's life changing. Like that shit will change your life when you see it. <laughs> you see it, the movie version of Les Mis, it makes you want to fast forward a lot of scenes. Yeah. So. Uh, um, so yeah, let's get it. I didn't really make a top five worst. I, I come up with five very easily though. So yeah, I didn't I, have, do, yeah, I don't have a top five worst. I just, I listed the five terrible ones. Um, question for you. Do you consider, oh, wait, hu- uh, well, do you consider hustle and flow a musical? Ooh, I have no, I don't, I, I do. Uh, hmm. I have no problem with that being a musical. That's in my honorable mentions, but, uh, but does that throw, so does Eight Mile then become a musical? Oh yeah, Eight Mile should definitely be a musical. Really? I, I, don't, I don't think of it that way. Hmm. Well then, hustle. Okay. Well then, we'll put it in a side. It's in a. It's but in hustle. A, it's in another category. Hustle and flow. These are good questions because I was going to ask you a question similar. Hustle and flow. Is man, that's not bad uh, because for some reason to me that's so much more about the music than Eight Mile is. Eight Mile is way more story, although it's not. I don't know. That's that, okay. Look, if you want to throw those in, I got no problem with it. I think it's a make your own rules thing. My question for you is going to be: Do animated movies count? Uh yeah. Uh, like if I want to put if I want to put Aladdin to meet the cartoon in there, is that a musical? Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. See, I, I don't think that that should count. I think musicals. Should I don't have any action. animated on there. I I I I think it has to be live action because I because like then you start putting in like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. And I'm not putting any of the those three or probably the three would be the first three of my least favorite uh, worst. Live action ones. Okay. 
Um, so, I guess should we get into some of these? All right. So, do you want to do? Uh, sure. Some honorable mentions. Yeah, honorable mentions. I got Hustle and Flow. Okay. All right. Moulin Rouge, which I've only I, seen a couple of times. It's. I just think the production design. Just that movie is just a mind, mind numbing. It's. Uh, I don't love Moulin Rouge. I, I haven't seen it since the theater, and I didn't love it when I saw it. And I thought I was gonna because I like, you know, I had, I loved Romeo and Juliet, so I was like, Bass Lerman, man, that guy knows, that guy knows, yeah. you know, because we're like twenty one or whatever that came out. Like, that Bass Lerman really knows some shit. And then Ron Rouge, I was like, the fuck is this? I think, um, I, think I, might, like, I think it might be like just the set pieces and stuff. I sure, I, I you know I just didn't like I at the point when I saw Moulin Rouge, I thought it was way too cool to hear like ragtime takes on modern music or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, I understand. And so I probably would appreciate it more now because I'll tell you when I was in the hospital. My friend sent me some of the music from Westworld, which is basically just pop music, like popular alternative music, set to like Western piano, you know, with no, like, and it was so good. Like, I would fall asleep to it every night, you know? Uh, um, oh, yeah, I know the, that band, what is it, Jukebox something? Or? Yeah. Yeah. And that stuff was great. And I was yeah. like, God, this is really good. So, like, I, I think I probably would appreciate Moulin Rouge more now than I, than I did then. But yeah, it's not on my list anymore either. Or what else is on your honorable mention? I have Annie. Right, Annie's on my honorable mention because Annie was just is just an iconic movie, and it's been made so many times. And you know, I don't know. The music is really good, and uh, I don't yeah, know. yeah, it's just it's a, a it's a fun movie. I went to see them. That was the first time I ever went to a movie set. I went, they were shooting at my... It, Daddy Warbuck's mansion, mansion was Monmouth University, and that was pretty close to where I lived, so we went and watched them film it when I was like six or seven. I, uh, I've seen a lot of plays, versions of Annie, because my family uh, had... I don't know, they just wanted to go to see that all the time. So I saw a couple... I just saw it on... I think I saw it on Broadway once, and then uh, there were a couple like uh, local theaters, and then the movie. But um, let's just say the new one might be on my worst list. So, well, I didn't see it, but it would, it would definitely make my list if, it, if, I, if I could. If I'd seen it, it's under worst, but I didn't see it. So, uh, what else you got on honorable mention? That's it. What do you got? Ooh, oh wow! Because I don't have any of those on my list or honorable mentions. I don't want to mention I got a bunch. So I'll go through them. Uh, so here's my thing. I'm just going to say this. And you tell me where you come on this. I get that there's a lot of musicals that are probably considered the best movies ever, like Singing in the Rain and Funny Girl and, like, all that shit. Most of the... I, I don't... I, didn't, well, I haven't seen most of them. So I can't really include, like, you know... Yankee Doodle Dandy and shit on my because I haven't seen it and it doesn't so most so most of my picks are really going to be mostly modern movies okay you have the same thing or are you 
I have two. I got two older movies on here. All right, we probably have the same two older movies because I do too. But mostly, I, I just want to say that ahead of time before someone. Well, you, I you know, have was, well, singing in the rain is on my list. Oh, it is. Okay. And, and West Side um, Story. So. All right, so West Side Story is my honorable mention. That's my one, only one older one. Um, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is just important when you're a kid, you know. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about Mary Poppins, but didn't make it. Uh, Footloose. Is Footloose a musical? No, I don't think it is. It's like a big giant music video. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not gonna. There's no rules here. So yeah, sure. I know, but but this is what we're talking about, so it's okay. good. Um, I don't Sing Street. I don't consider that a musical. Sing Street. Right. For, forgot about that. That should be on my honorable mentions. That, yeah, uh, Sing Street's in my honorable mention, uh, just because I'm not putting two of the same guys' movies on my top five. Because <laughs> it might have cre- crept in. Because that movie's really good. Um, the Blues Brothers. Oh yeah, that yeah. musical. That's definitely a musical. I uh, fuck yeah, that should have been on my list. <laughs> this is my favorite part of any it's of our might, uh, That might that might be bumped into the top five if I remember that. Okay. I probably would have taken uh, West Side Story off because that's my number five and put Blues Brothers. All right, so we'll do that. So we'll, we'll let you do that. Uh. What else do I got? Purple Rain. Okay. Purple Rain was the one that was toughest to leave off my top five, but it's not a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good music. It's not a good movie. He like beats up his girlfriend and with all the sex stuff that I was like, you know, le- like we're learning about in third and fourth grade. We're like, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if I, you know, some problems with this, the whole movie. His name's the kid, but I mean, I love love Purple Rain. I, I've seen Purple Rain like a thousand times. Um, you know what movie I put in my honorable mentions? The last one I think I got. I mean, I, I know, Sound of Music probably belongs in there somewhere. Um, but Xanadu. Um, I always just like. I was. I just was into anything. After, you know that Olivia John was going to be doing at that time when I was a kid. Um, I put Across the Universe. I have Across the Universe as the worst on one of my worst lists. So, that's what I want to get into. I I haven't seen that since we saw it in the theater. And I hated it in the theater. But there's a few moments in that thing that have stuck with me. I haven't seen it since, but I think of those moments. Specifically, you know the one scene that was really good, which is when the Asian girl realizes that she's a lesbian and she's like, no, like, gonna have trouble meeting a girl. And she sings, I want to hold your hand. And she's it's this, like, fantastic rendition of it. And she walks across, like, the sports fields, like, yeah. all the fields while everyone's playing sports. And, like, it's like this heartbreaking scene. And I think about it, I'm like, that was so good. And I don't remember anything else about the movie, but I remember I didn't like it. But that specifically, I liked so much that I was like, I was really excited for that movie when I heard in the trades that they, I remember. they were doing a movie where the dialogue, all the dialogue was from lyrics, and uh, which I don't think ended up being the uh, case. Um, 
And then uh, they were going to do all songs, um, like Beatles songs. And I was, like, so psyched about it. And then when it came out, it was just, like, the story was so just all over the place. And, like, I didn't care about anyone. Uh, yeah, I didn't care about anybody in that movie. That was the biggest yep, problem. I, get you. I, get you. I just wanted to bring it up. That's why I'm not... Uh, all right, let's get our top five. So, top five, Blues Brothers. <laughs> uh, so, who do you have at five? My number five is the Muppets Take Manhattan. You know, I was uh, <laughs> I was thinking about the Muppets, and I that is a good one. That's a good one. So, it's kind of a culmination of all the Muppet movies, right? Like the Muppet movie. Great Muppet Caper and we'll say the original trilogy and the Muppets Take Manhattan. The Muppets Take Manhattan was the one I always loved. I got the best jokes in it. Um, I don't remember really the music. I just remember loving it. And I was like, I'm putting a Muppet movie in this thing. Uh, I don't know if I'm making a far set of our top five list, but those movies were good. They were good. So uh, I'm putting that in my number five. My number four is once. I, I, I have a feeling our next four, well, no, I, I mean, I heard what you said earlier, so um, I'm going to be, I'm pretty sure we have some doubles. I have once coming up in mine as well. Um, that year that we went to see once, I think we saw it like three times in the theater. We did. Right? Yep, we saw it three times. We saw it once with them doing a performance. Remember that? Yes, I do. Because um, we, 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 you and I went and saw it. We're living with our roommate Lorraine at the time. Uh, our wonderful roommate Lorraine, who doesn't have to live through this horrible thing we're living through. Um, no, but but she was an Irish singer songwriter, and so we were like, "You guys see this movie? It's Irish singer songwriter." <laughs> <laughs> and she liked it. But I remember I remember walking out when we were like we we're like arm in arm with her. Like, wasn't that just the best? Wasn't that just everything you want, you know? And she's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So good luck, Chuck. But it's, you know. That's right, Chuck. Um, she's, she's a big fan of good luck, Chuck. Well, that's the thing you start to realize about people, right? Like, she's living in America, living this American dream version of life, not nostalgic for Irish stuff. So she has posters of, like, the all-American rejects on her wall. You know, and not the Pogues. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, yeah. we're like, we're like, man, don't you want Guinness? You know, and she's probably like, no, man, I'm in America. So, uh, as our second time, and then the third time we saw it was, um, yeah, the live performance with the, the swells with the, with the two leads. And, um, the music's just so good in that movie. Um, I gave that movie that year as a Christmas present to like everybody on DVD I don't think anybody was very happy with that I gave that to my gift I think that's a good gift <laughs> thanks I was just like look this movie meant a lot to me this is the best movie I've seen in years and I'm sending it to you all because I don't know if you've seen it you probably would probably go by your radar if you didn't so I, I gave everybody like a gift card in that <sighs> so that was four too Nick, Nick. yeah that was, huh? that, was uh, yeah, that was fourth on your list no, it's, that's, uh, it's number two on my list. 
All right, so what's your number four? Number four on my list is Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, that's on my list. Yeah, of course it is. So I, I actually, I don't even want to get into it because I'll let you do your Little Shop of Horrors routine. I'll wait for you. All right, number What's three. Some? Number three is singing in the rain, which okay. uh, is actually like a really good movie, and I think it's like because you're in film production, maybe we liked it a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. I just that movie's uh, it's a really good movie. I've never seen it. You didn't watch it in school in college. Well, I'm trying to think. I, we watched pretty, one, but I fell asleep in every movie in, in our. In yeah, I'm pretty life. sure you saw it in college because it's about silent about movie making. Yeah, it's about when the silent movie stars had to like. All of a sudden, there was talking pictures, and they had to like, and now actually act and talk. Yeah, and I've, stuff. Been, I've actually been looking to, to watch it because I watch a lot of older movies now, and. Um, I've been, it's on my list, my short list, because I know I should see it. And I've always debated whether or not that was the one we watched in, in film school or not. Because they showed us one, because our, our teachers used to, because this is what kind of classes are we pay tuition for. This is why you're still paying your student loans, so you could go sit in a dark classroom and watch movies. <laughs> um, so if your kids are going to become film majors, just tell them to come fly out to a city where they're already making movies and start PA, and they're going to learn a lot more. Um, but, yeah, so I'm not sure if that's one. My number three is The Wizard of Oz. Okay. I don't have The Wizard of Oz on any of my lists, but um, I it's not a bad choice. No, it's a pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. Um, did, so you, did you ever Wizard watch uh, Wizard of Oz with the Pink Floyd thing? I have. I've tried. I can never sync things up correctly, though. Um. You know, I was never a big drug person, so all the whole Pink Floyd mystique things just always seemed like a real... It always seemed like I was trying too hard if I got into it because I, you know, a lot of that stuff has to do with being under the influence of something. And since I was, like, never really big on that, I just kind of... It kind of felt like that, that the culture behind it kind of just shot past me a little bit, you know, went over my head. But um, I tried. That wasn't my thing. Um, All right, my number two is Grease. I'm guessing that's your number one. Um, That's my number one, yes. I I even like Grease, too, but uh, we're not going to talk about Grease, too. Um, So my number two is Once, my number one is Grease. You know, there's a funny... So... My mother used to keep all the the p- newspapers from the day her kids were born. Uh, and so, I don't know, she doesn't have it anymore, but one day I was looking at it. And my brother, my brother was born in 78, so I was looking at it, and there's a review in the New York Times, or I think it was either New York Times, I think it was, uh, of Greece. And it was talking about how bad Greece was and how... It was embarrassing for, like, these people are never going to work again and all this other stuff. And it was such a horrible review. And you look back now and you're like, dude, this is, like, one of the most iconic movies. I actually went to the uh, 40th anniversary at the the Academy. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
all the cast was there and they were talking about. Wait, did they have? Did they have a car out front? They had, they the, had car. the car. Yeah, they had the car. And then did, did John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John show up? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you know why? You know I know that. You were there. I was fucking there with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, sorry. I didn't know when you started that. You did not know that when you started that story. I did not know. I did not know who my guest was, but thanks. You sure it was you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I got pictures. <laughs> it was right before Travolta stopped wearing the piece. That's true. Hey, remember they had the really bad dancers? Yeah. Uh, in the poodle skirts? Yeah, they had a really bad... And I was like, this doesn't even fit with what they're... You know, like. The pre-show? Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's just so many iconic moments in that movie, and, you know... Well, so that know. just shapes... That shapes so much. So, to me, that's why it's number one, is because... It is that classic story, like that. This, you know, this this obviously ripped a lot off of, and everything gets your rips off of it. But like, just I mean, I, I just I had the album. I mean, I was a kid. I used to listen to it all the time. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment, like when I was like six years old, was when we'd sing Grease Lightning, and he'd say shit, and we'd have to be like, you know, all giggly. I still think that I've suffered from most of my life from Danny Zuko syndrome of like where even if I really like someone I'm around my friend I have to try to act really cool like I don't uh, I feel like that's half the reason I'm in therapy <laughs> um, so yeah Grease Greece is like the ultimate to me it's like the ultimate musical like it's I, I you know there's other movies I enjoy more and Whatever, but that to me is it's all, everything I would want. I'd want a musical. Okay. So that's my number one. Your number one is Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, I've always loved this movie. I love the staging of it. I like the comedy in it. Uh, there's some good cameos: Steve Martin, uh, Bill Murray. Um, which is a great scene. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I liked how they presented it. It was very stage-like. Yep. And I liked the backup singers who would come in every now and then and, like, kind of move the move the story forward. Add so much. Yeah. Uh, just a good way to transition the scenes. Um, I saw this in the theater. I saw this and I saw the play. Um, I just uh, I just like this story. It's good. That's all I really have to say. Okay. There's a whole there's a whole uh, like alternate ending that they had to change at the end of the movie. The original ending was that uh, er- that uh, Lewis dies. Oh. He gets eaten, mm-hmm. and then all the uh, plants, like, basically, like, kill everybody, and they destroy the city, and they're, like, there's all these shots of, like, mass destruction of them, like, killing all these people. Uh, and then they test screened it, and they were like, eh, we want a little bit of a happy ending. Not happy, but, because the main character, one of the girl, the woman dies, but just... Yeah, we want a little happier ending. 
Okay. Great. Uh, so anyway, uh, worst worst musicals. We said Annie. The new. Well, wait, wait, next question you wait off of that is: What do you, what do you think about them remaking Little Shop of Horrors? Oh, with uh, I don't know. We'll see what they. Uh, sure. I know, but you always hold out hope for this, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because I'm going to transition into the worst. It's Scarlett musicals. Johansson and Josh Gad. And re- and getting into the worst musicals, usually they're all remakes of, of other musicals. Right? Right. Like when I start going down my list, everything I look at is like the Annie remake, the Beauty and the Beat, like the live action Beauty and the Beast, live action live action Lion King, late late Miz remake. They're all fucking terrible. Yeah. I don't know. Like it was it was a Lady Gaga was supposed to be in it, but then they. I guess she couldn't sign on to it, and then they signed uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, to play Audrey. Um, all right, so worst uh, Annie, the new one is freaking terrible. Um, but my niece, like all the younger generation, like loves it. It's like it's like weird because like. There's a whole section in the beginning with the hard knock life where the kids in the orphanage, like, don't have a hard knock life. They, they have cell phones and they have, like, nice clothes. And I'm like, they're, these girls aren't slumming it. Um, so they're singing about hard knock life, but they really don't have a bad life. And then Cameron Diaz is bad. Um, she plays Mrs. Hannigan. Uh, I don't know. It was just, a, it was, it was bad. Okay. Uh, we said across the universe while well, I said across the universe. Uh, it was pretty horrible. Rock of Ages. Terrible movie. Uh, yeah. It, I, I don't, I, I don't even know. I don't think I even saw the movie. I saw the show and I didn't like the, the show. Oh, uh, you definitely saw the movie. Tom Cruise? Yeah, I know, but I, I don't. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I remember not liking the show enough to not want to watch the movie. Yeah, we saw the I saw the play and the and the show, and they're both terrible. Um, um, Mama Mia. Mama Mia is not there. I didn't mind Mama Mia. Uh, Mama Mia is a bad movie. I never saw the show, but the movie's bad. A hairspray. I didn't like hairspray. Okay, I'm indifferent. And nine. Which I couldn't even. Yeah, watch. nine's wasn't I, bad. I, 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 I never saw nine. I had to turn it off. Couldn't, um, couldn't even watch it. I'm tempted to put. I was very tempted to say La La Land, but it doesn't belong on this bad. But it's not a good movie. Speaking Just of La La Land, did you did you watch any of the the Damien Chazelle show on Netflix? No, I haven't seen. What it show yet. is that? Uh, it's like a jazz show. I don't know. It's like, uh, just... I can't believe that escaped me. A jazz show. Yeah, it just doesn't look... It's with Andre Benjamin, I think. No, I don't know anything about it. It's called, like, the... It's the name of the jazz club. I can't remember. It's on Netflix. Damien Chazelle. Jazz. The Eddie, it's called. Oh, I've heard of it. I didn't know that. Okay. It premiered May. I haven't seen. I haven't seen it yet, but 
Well, I, I noticed that no one's in cats. So I'm guessing you didn't see cats. I did not see cats. I did not see cats either, so holding out to put that on this list of worst. I do want to watch it just to see how bad it is, but I'm not paying for Me it. Me too. Exactly. The problem is I don't know who's who's going to buy that to put it out, you know? I mean, HBO or somebody will put it on. Um, I hope so. Uh, thank you, Rex. Got that in. Um, I think that's right. And then my, my, the one I think is just the worst, the late Miz. Yeah, late Miz was terrible. Because, I mean, you can't, you shouldn't have Russell Crowe in there singing. Um, Anne Hathaway is really good. In the, the, she deserves, she actually does deserve the Oscar for Because she's so good in the one song and scene and everything. Um, but my dis- dislike for Eddie Redmayne makes me dislike that movie even more. I didn't even know he was in. Um, yeah. Uh, it's not good. I know Russell Crowe sings. So I... Yes. We had some issue with that. That's, that's, and that's not really a strong suit. <laughs> no. All right. Well, this so. was a long one. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't a, believe it. We haven't really talked about music. We're, we're in an hour and a half. Oh. Well, we're in quarantine. Um... Okay. But, uh, it was good talking. I guess we'll uh, yeah. We'll figure out something for coming up. Yeah, let's try to come up with something like a little bit better movie. All right, sounds good. I actually I don't mind because this is kind of fun. It is fun when we break down a bad movie. I do enjoy it. Um, and this one, like, it was it was lighthearted enough that I didn't sit there and be like, "This is really bad." Like, it's making me. Unhappy the way that like Backdraft Two did. This is way more Kindergarten Cop Two. Did you watch? Uh, would you recommend this to our our four viewers or listeners? No. Don't rent. Don't rent it for seven dollars. You're saying? No, no, I wouldn't recommend it to uh, just about anybody. Okay. I don't even know who I would rent. I. I wouldn't be. I don't speak to people who would, I, who would be in in the. Um, I don't have a relationship with anybody that would be in the demographics of this movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Would you? Um. No. Okay. I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't recommend it, but if it was on, and someone was like, "Should I watch this?" I would be like. Sure, why not? But I can't recommend someone paying the money, and yeah, I can't make. I can't recommend someone paying the money to see it. Um. All right. Well, uh, we'll cool. talk. We'll talk. Uh, yeah, we'll talk later.